At one time, this vineyard was one of the more sought-after vineyards in the McLarenville and in Australia. You know, some of the brands that source from, from this vineyard, Penfolds Grange, Angelus Wira Wira, uh, Hardy's Eileen's, you know, these are, these are brands that are part of the fabric of Australian wines, and this vineyard supplied them. And this vineyard, because of that, had an iconic positioning in, in Australia viticulture, and I would like that to be the, the same again. I want people to recognize that this is one of the great pieces of land for growing grapes in all the world, and Australia has it, and we have it in this, in this great area up in Clarendon. My name is Chris Carpenter. I'm the winemaker for Higginbotham. That first time I came here, everything was new. The, the place was new. The, the, the geography and the people and the, and the uh, wildlife, all of that was something that every time I turned, I was, I was like, oh my God, a, a koala bear. Oh my God, a, 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 a kangaroo, a, you know, a magpie, whatever it happens to be. Now when I come here, there's, a, there's a, the light here in Australia, and the light reflecting off of the plants that have a very different color green than the green that's in Napa uh, is something that strikes me as being in Australia. And, and it's it just, as soon as I am in that atmosphere, my mind shifts like, okay, I'm back in Australia, I'm back in this really unique place that's one of the great places for growing grapes in the world, and let's get at it. I'm Andrew Kayard, and this podcast is part one of a discussion with winemaker Chris Carpenter of Higginbotham Clarendon Vineyard from the historic Clarendon sub-region of McLaren Vale in South Australia. In this podcast, Chris discusses this unique vineyard as the 2020 vintage got underway. Chris is a celebrated Californian winemaker and comes every year to South Australia to oversee the Higginbotham vintage, working in collaboration with Peter Fraser and Michael Lane. So I've been coming to the McLaren Vale, and specifically to Clarendon, since 2012. I'm here for about five weeks during vintage, and then I come back a week or two during the rest of the year uh, to try to make blends and see how the farming is going. So I've become a little bit part of this place, I, I like to think. So when I arrived at the Hickenbotham Vineyard, I had a lot of, to learn. I needed to understand the topography. I needed to understand the soils, how the interaction with any breezes or maritime effect coming off of uh, the Gulf of St. Vincent were impounding into what happens here in the vineyard. And the great thing about this vineyard, which is very similar to what I deal with back in Napa, is the elevation. We're up at about 325 meters at the high point on this property. Uh, it's got different variations on the sun, different angles to the sun, if you will. Uh, it's got different elevations, so the air settles in different ways. This is very similar to the mountain vineyards that I deal with in Napa, as each one of these variations causes different ripening effects. And learning those is my job in Napa when I go into a mountain vineyard, because in a mountain vineyard, you're dealing with the same thing, different angles to the sun, different times the sun during the course of the day hits those uh, vineyards, uh, how the air settles. It's all very similar here. 
there's a diurnal shift here, which means that the temperature at this vineyard is very different than what's going on down at the flat during the course of the day, and then that swaps. And that's based on the elevation and the air coming off the Gulf of St. Vincent. So that part of it was like, wow, I've got a vineyard that's very similar to this, and that I can grasp onto. What was very different for me to learn, which I'm still learning about, are the soils. In Napa, the average age of soils that I deal with is about 60 million years old, and it's a combination of soils that were developed by way of the tectonic plates colliding and the volcanic activity that happened afterwards. The soils here in this vineyard are about 800 million years old on average. They're old, they're decomposed. The nice thing though is they're pretty consistent across this whole vineyard, so I only have to really learn about one type of soil, uh, but it's it's different, it's compact, it doesn't have the nutrient load that I'm, I'm used to, uh, and it, it treat, the vines act differently in, in, this, in this source. So what do I mean by the, uh, the light and how, how light is different down here. One, we're in the Southern Hemisphere, so we have a different kind of atmosphere above us. It's, it's, it's um, sealed up a little bit, the ozone layer, but that light coming through, and then it's reflection off of the kind of flora that is down here is different. I mean, if you look at a eucalyptus tree and, and, and see the color green off of that versus off of a fir or an oak in Napa, that reflection creates a different atmosphere. It's, it's the same that a yeah, cameraman would use a different kind of gel that he's sending light through. You're sending light through a different color and it's, and it's expressing itself all across this, this area and all across Australia. I've been you know, in New South Wales, in Victoria, in uh, Margaret River, in, uh, in Queensland, and it's, it, it's, I haven't been up to the far north in, in, uh, around Darwin, but in these areas that eucalyptus is growing and the plants that are, reside around eucalyptus, it's a different color light and it's, and it's very unique to Australia. So that's been a constant learning uh, curve. But I've been, you know, that's what I do and that's what I love to do. Uh, and, and having all of these things come together in such a perfect site, you couldn't ask for better. And this is a, this is a awesome vineyard to make wine from. You get so many different characters out of so many different areas that when you sit down to put the blends together ultimately, you've got all these different spices to, to choose from and you can put a blend together and really dial it in. And that's that for a winemaker is ideal. So the Jackson family asked me to come here for a couple of different reasons. Uh, one, my experience with mountain vineyards and how I could apply that to here, my knowledge of Cabernet. That was one of the major ones. So this vineyard, about probably 30 to 40% of the vineyard, and it's changed a little as we've done some replants, uh, is in Bordeaux varieties. Cabernet, Merlot, when we first bought it, and since we've planted Malbec, Cab Franc, and Petit Verdot. And these are my, this is my world, right? Um, the, the team that was here didn't have a lot of experience with that. Uh, and they, they, along with our owner, uh, asked if I'd be interested in coming over here and giving a hand at uh, the fruit that was here, and I jumped at it. You know, this, Australia is something that I've been wanting to come here for a very long time. Uh, this is back in 12, so I've, now I'm kind of in it. Uh, but back then, you know, I was, uh, Pete Frazier, my colleague, um, had been encouraging me to come over for some time, but more on a visiting level, uh, you know, just to kind of do the tour thing. and. Um, and that's fine, uh, but the opportunity to actually make wine in a region as a winemaker uh, at a different time than I would be dealing with it back in Napa was ideal. Uh, I speak the language, 
which is a really good thing sometimes. Uh, blowy versus windy is, uh, and I'm still getting used to that one. It's kind of blowy today. Uh, but other than that, you know, th this was a great opportunity. And, and taking my knowledge of cab, my knowledge of high elevation viticulture, and then understanding, and one of the great challenges for me again in that first couple of vintages was trying to understand Cabernet across all of the different regions in Australia. Uh, so that's been a, a great process. And, you know, I've got experience, but frankly, before I got here, tasting experience in Australian cab was very low. Now I'm now I get it. Uh, but back then, that was one of the processes that I had to go through is to learn what separates Margaret River from Kunawara, from McLaren Vale, from Yarra, all these different regions that are growing really great cabs and learning that and then expressing that. I make wine not as an American winemaker making American wines. I make wine as a winemaker learning about place and defining place, no matter where it is, whether it's here, whether it's in California. If I ever get the opportunity to go back to Italy, I'll go back and make wine for, in Bulgari because that's where Cabernet is, does exceptionally well. You know, and what makes those places different is, is what drives me and learning about those places and then expressing them and celebrating them in the wines that I make. And so we've done a lot of work and the first thing that you need to do when you buy a new property, you can make wine any way you want. I mean, and, and winemaking is, is fantastic, but if you're not growing good fruit, you're not gonna produce good wine. And if you don't have healthy plants to produce that good fruit, you're doomed to, in, to that end. So we spent a lot of time in this vineyard trying to revitalize these plants. Uh, the ones that were healthy enough to bring back, we've done that. And that area over there that we're picking today is the exact uh, uh, great accomplishment of, of that effort. I am proud of that. I'm proud of the work that I have done that uh, Mick Lane, our vineyard manager, and his team have done to, to make this vineyard the place that it really should be, an icon of McLaren Vale and Clarendon in Australia. Uh, and I have that same feeling with the vineyards that I work with back in Napa, of course. These are, you know, and it's very true and you, it's very ubiquitous from people that work land, you get tied to it. And when it's doing the things that you are working with lockstep in, with all of the different uh, variables that you have to work with in a piece of land and it actually works, you, 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 you feel very connected to that, those places. And I have those connections to this place and to those vineyards that I have in Napa. And it's a, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It keeps me tied to um, these places a little bit longer than I, maybe I should have. But, you know, that is something that is very important to me is that I have that connection to the land. And when I walk into a place, at, that connection helps me make decisions that help keep elevating that land and keep it fresh and keep it um, uh, healthy and, and then ultimately turn it on to people that are going to be experiencing it through the bottles of wine that I make. And that was part one of the Higginbotham story with Chris Carpenter. In part two, the Higginbotham story continues where Chris talks about the grape varieties and wines. For more information about the wines and stories of this beautiful vineyard, you can visit higginbothamwines.com. This podcast was spoken by Andrew Kayard and Chris Carpenter, sound designed by Declan Deacono from Clang Studios and produced by Christoph Priddle. Mm -hmm.